Are you ready to create and grow the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. A bigger audience, more impact, and a new revenue stream. We'll show you how. I'm Jenny Barcelos. And I'm Sandy Connery. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Soulful MBA Podcast, episode 57. Today's episode is called Visibility. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery. Hey, Sandy. Hi, Jenny. We're going to talk about how to increase visibility for your brand on the internet. (laughs) Just a small, wee specific topic. It's pretty darn important. And so we don't always have these long training-like episodes. These are usually reserved for our shorter office hours, Wednesday podcast episodes. But this topic is so important that we wanted to record a full episode on it. So it is January of 2018, early January when we are recording this, and it is the season of launching in the wellness empire. And we have quite a few clients and prospective folks who've come to us in the last few days who are either excited to launch, about to launch, in the middle of a launch, um, somewhere in that phase, and there is some panic going on. Mm -hmm. I think we all have experienced, all of us who are business owners have experienced those early days where you put something out and you don't necessarily have the results that you want right away out the gate. And a lot of that has to do with marketing and visibility. So we wanted to go over some tips and lessons and sort of our own strategy with all of you here on the podcast today so that you can start to understand how the pieces of marketing fit together and how online marketing can work and should work in your business. Yeah, I think this is probably, I'm going to guess that this is probably one of our most important podcast topics that we're going to put out there. Just working with all the people that we do, we see so much excitement and time and energy focused on the teaching and the the um, the video quality and the HD and the audio and the, all the energy is focused on the making of. And it should be. Absolutely. You want to create a good product. You want to make something worthwhile. You want to put out there what people are asking for and what people need. However, the problem that we see is that sometimes it just kind of comes to a full stop where there is no thought or energy put into, okay, what happens after I build this? Mm -hmm. I've built this and I've got this course. I've got this great membership. And then what? And that's what we want to talk about. Like, how do we continue? uh, What is the work that needs to be done beyond the creation of the product? And how do you keep yourself visible and relevant uh, out there on the internet? Yeah, so it's it's visible to both the people you already have cultivated, the people in your network and in your on your list and in your community and who follow you on social, but also how do you get in front of new eyes? So there's two parts to this. Um, And so we're going to break it into these two parts now. So Visibility with getting in front of new people, I think, is the bigger challenge. The rest is sort of step-by-step easy to do. We'll get into that later in the episode. But how do you get in front of new people? So that's something that all of us, whether we're brand new at business or years into business like we are, this is a challenge and an important topic for, for all of us to consider, basically on a daily basis. So we have four basic categories that we're going to share with you for how you get in front of new eyes, okay? The first um, is called mastering the hashtag. That's strategy one. Strategy two is SEO. 
Strategy three is paid marketing. And strategy four is being a guest. So we'll go into each one of these one by one. So the first strategy is called mastering the hashtag. And this is something that we can personally improve at. And it's part of our bucket list strategy for Q1. I just like making funny hashtags. Just hope just hope they'll attract the right people. <laughs> there, are, there are some actual you know, techniques for how to, do, how to do this. Andy. But right. and when we say mastering the hashtag, we're talking about using hashtags on your social posts, as well as using at mentions strategically on platforms like Instagram and tagging people in your Facebook posts. So it's not only hashtags. We're using that term loosely, but it's a way to get in front of new people. So when you produce content and you send it out into the internet through social media, essentially what you're doing is putting it out in front of people who already follow you, right? To a tiny percentage of the people that already follow you. You want to make sure that you're doing something to get in front of new people. That's how you grow. So hashtags on platforms like Twitter and Instagram and now Pinterest are really important for getting you in front of new people. So you should really be clear about which hashtags you're using and why. And so you should spend some time, I would say every three months, revisit your hashtag stash. And also note that the hashtags you use on one platform don't necessarily convert very well to another platform. So for example, if you're using a bunch of like a block of hashtags on Instagram that work really well for you on Instagram, you're going to need to modify those hashtags for Twitter or for Pinterest. So, you know, those are the kinds of things that you need to figure. We're not going to get into how to do that today. Maybe in an office hours episode, we can talk about how, like we could do a whole podcast on hashtags, but just know that that is an important strategy for how you can get in front of new people. Also at mentions. So the way you would use an app mention or a tag is that you'd be creating content, a blog post or recording a podcast or putting on a YouTube show where you're talking about another person or another business, another brand or another product. You want to make sure that you're mentioning that person or brand or product in your own post, right? So that they see that you've talked about them. They're likely to retweet you, to repost on Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Then you get in front of their people. So just this is worth considering whenever you're putting out content where you're discussing or relating to another brand. It's kind of tricky to remember. You know, I, I, I think that we could do that better specifically with our podcast because we mentioned so many different people in books. I will make a bit more of an effort to make sure that we do mention people because who doesn't like to be mentioned? Like even if you're really established, it's still nice to see that someone's just read your book and, and you know, voted it as the best book of 2017 or whatever. Cal Newport, if you're listening. Just so you know, I am the introvert who refuses to at mention people that we talk about because I'm, I'm yeah, like that's incredibly crazy. embarrassed about somehow butchering their ideas. <laughs> you know, we are not perfect or very strategic about this yet with this podcast. So this podcast is sort of a labor of love for us in our business. It's not the driving strategic force behind a lot of what we do. So we are going to be experimenting with this ourselves with the with respect to the podcast going forward. It's it's on like I said on our Q1 list of things to focus on, but we also wanted to share that strategy with all of you. I mean, it works really well in the other side of our company, on the other side of our brand to do this work, um, to do app mentions and to do hashtag work. So so think about how you can be better at incorporating that into what you do. And um, just know that Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram all have different hashtag strategies. And you should, you know, take a couple of hours and learn about how to come up with the right hashtags for you and your business on each of those platforms. 
Okay, the next tactic that we want to talk about with respect to getting in front of new eyeballs is SEO. And we've talked about SEO not so much on this podcast, but we talk about it a lot over on our blog, on the Namastream blog, um, especially with respect to Pinterest and the way that we use SEO and Pinterest together to get new people to come to our website and buy our software. And SEO is something that you should all be thinking about. So SEO requires that you have a website and it requires that you're very intentional about the the words and the phrases that you're using on your website. The best way to do this is to have a blog, a written blog where you can write about topics that are relevant to your business that Google will index or uh, you can post on Pinterest and Pinterest will index and then we'll send traffic or new people who are looking for those topics uh, they will get sent back to your own site or your blog to learn more. So that is a larger project and a larger strategy, but it's something to consider. If you have a blog, you should be thinking about SEO. And if you don't have a blog and you're looking for ways to grow your business and get new people to find you, this might be the year that you create a blog. It, it may be worth it for you to invest that time and energy in order to see the benefit in the form of new eyes on your work. Okay, so the third way to get new people to find you is pretty obvious, and it's also a little bit daunting, and it's paid marketing. So we do this in the form of Facebook ads and promoted pins on Pinterest. Some people like to run Google AdWords campaigns. There are paid Twitter. I don't even know what you call pay advertising on Twitter, Sandy. Maybe it's just called an ad. Twitter ads? I've never do. I wouldn't do that one, guys. I don't, I don't know. I think we're not, not in our industry at least, but paid marketing is really in my mind, the best bang for your buck. It's the quickest way certainly to get new people to find you and to get them onto your email list. Um, but it also of course is expensive and Facebook ads can get a little tricky. You have to pay attention. You have to understand it. You know, it, it's like all people have full-time jobs doing this. So yeah, yeah it's complicated, but but it's worth it and we do it and we've had great results with it. And then the fourth and final strategy that, that we wanted to talk to you about as a way to get new people to find you is being a guest. So that's guest blogging, writing blogs for larger sites like the Huff Post or Mind Body Green or becoming a guest on people's podcasts. So you can do this by simply sending out a letter, introducing yourself and saying, I love your podcast, I'd love to be a guest. Um, we get these letters, we usually tell people no because the two of us like to chitty chat by ourselves as it turns out. But this is a really good way to get visibility in front of other people. We've actually had a lot of people find us because we've been guests on other podcasts. Um, we've not done as much guest blogging. We've done some though, and certainly mm -hmm. for the right publications, it's well worth our time. But we get a ton of people requesting oh, to write for our blog. And I'm just going to say that if you do want a guest write for someone else, please, please, please make sure that you understand who that person is, what the, who their audience is, what they're writing about, and don't pitch something that's completely irrelevant because that's a big old delete happening very, very fast. So just be, uh, you can also sense when the email that says, hey, I'd like to write for you is just something that's been sent out to everyone. Like I really would appreciate a personalization to what we do and what we are about. Um, I might be more inclined to... Um, read and respond but it's it's a tricky one but I think if you approach it with real honesty and and authenticity 
you'll grab the attention of the, the, the blog owner as opposed to just like you have to show that you care and that you really want it. Yeah. Well, we all know that this kind of stuff doesn't work. I mean, especially when we get men writing us irrelevant requests to, to post on our blog or people saying like, you know, we'll pay you $50 if you yeah. let us write this nutrition supplement blog post on your blog. Like, no, I'm not even going to grace that with a response. And you sending me three emails about it instead of one just makes me delete it even faster. So and usually says, I'm sure that you're so busy running your company and you didn't have a chance to respond to my previous one. So I'm going to ask you again. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Delete. Delete. Okay. Rather than do that, you should think about the blogs that you actually read and the sites that you visit and love and think about pitching a story. And and you want to think about it as if you're going to pitch a book to a a publishing company or to an agent, right? Like take it seriously. Invest some time and attention in researching that person and whether they even take on guest writers. Like do do your homework. Don't be Don't be a jerk about it. You know, be a kind, good person about it. But those are four strategies. Again, let's just revisit them. Four strategies for getting new people to find you on the internet. Strategy one, mastering the hashtag slash at mention. Strategy two, SEO. Strategy three, paid marketing. And strategy four, being a guest. Okay, so those are the four techniques that we use and recommend to get found by new people. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is a tool designed to help you teach, train, and coach from anywhere on the planet. If you're a wellness professional looking to take your business to the next level, you can learn more at namastream.com. So Sandy, what do, once you have people, so so like that's step one is getting them to find you, building awareness, getting people on your email list. But once that's happened and you've got some new people, what other form of visibility do folks need to engage in to maintain that relationship with those people? Yeah, so the first step is that if they found you, you want to get them on your email list so that you are going to create um, some kind of opt-in or some kind of freebie that you're going to swap uh, and give them uh, the freebie for their email list. And we're not going to go into details about how to create an opt-in and so on, but just know that that's probably the first step. Once they know of you, you are going to get them on your list with an amazing and appropriate um, and an exciting offer of some kind of opt-in. And a generous offer. I want to add the word generous. Generous, yeah. Be generous. Yeah. Give them something yeah. very the great, worthwhile, worth their time. Yep. And then you are going to have to create some kind of consistent and free content. So typically that's a blog or that's a podcast. In our case, we've chosen to do both. So we have uh, two podcasts a week and a blog twice a month. And the reason is you want to remind them that you are there. You are continually giving them, giving them, giving them great content, great ideas, great inspiration. So let's talk about frequency. So we want you to consistently provide free content. So typically, we want to see something go out um, once a week. If you can't do that, maybe maybe twice a month, but I think ideally it should be um, once a week. And every time that you produce your free content, so whether that's a blog post or a podcast or a YouTube video, you are going to tell everyone that you've got new content. So that means that new content, so let's use the example of a blog post. So that new blog post that you've just hit publish on, you are going to put that all over social. You're gonna remind everyone 
that you're here, that you've done this, that you've just published something new, you are going to send it out in a newsletter typically. So that newsletter will say you've got this new fantastic blog post in addition to all the, you know, putting it on all your social outlets as well. The other point we wanted to make was talking about self-promotion. And I don't think this is done um done well or done often enough and I would include ourselves in this as well we need to get better at at self-promotion so when we talk about um, pushing your content we often think about content for social is that new piece of content that new podcast or that new blog post but I want everyone to also consider adding their CTA or their call to action to some of their social media posts as well so a call to action could be, you know, yes, come come and check out my new membership that I just created or check out this new challenge that I just created. Or it could also be, you know, I've got this fantastic weekly newsletter that I think that you would really enjoy for this reason. So I would say, Jenny, that people should be putting some kind of call to action at least once a week on their social platforms. Yeah, you should be promoting what you do. Like, here's the bottom line, folks. When we have a business like this that we're running online, it's it's still a job. Like, treat it like a job. I, I work as if I'm being paid a salary. And, you know, for some parts of our company, like, that makes sense because, you know, we run a software company and we have revenue and that works. Like, this podcast, for example, though, we treat this like a job, even though we don't, quote unquote, get a salary for it. It's just part of the experience of running our company. Just like the, I don't see the return directly on investment from recording a podcast episode or producing a blog post. And yet, I treat that as if it were something that were that was directly paying my salary because indirectly it is. And when you're producing content, you should be producing content that is good enough, like that you that you would feel like you were doing for a job, that you would feel proud of, and that you feel proud of sharing. And if you don't feel like you want to go out and share this with your community because you know that it will benefit them, then you should rethink the content that you're creating in the first place. Um, and the same thing goes for promotions, right? So you have built something to sell and and ideally you've built something that you really stand behind and believe in and you know will serve a certain group of people really well and so you should have no qualms about going out on the internet and promoting it and obviously you don't want to harass people you don't want to be overly promotional you don't want to only ask people for a sale before you've given them a taste of what you have to offer for free follow all of those conventions of course but but when it comes time to sell you need to be willing to promote yourself and I think that comes that willingness comes from the confidence of knowing that you've produced something of value and that's something that you've got to get straight with yourself right like you've got to look inside and say like am I really proud of this thing and if the answer is no then go back to the drawing board and make something that you feel proud of and if the answer is yes then you should feel no negative energy about promoting it yeah and not just promoting it once i think that's a mistake people make too is they like hey i launched a course and they tell everybody once on you know a newsletter and one social post and that's it and i think that there needs to be this repetitive uh nature going on with this with these promotions because people don't see one email or they don't see one post so you've got to be confident enough to start posting this you know, multiple times a week, if in, in the case of a launch, um, but at least once a week about something that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. So I, I think that this 
podcast, today's episode about visibility really gets to the heart of what it means to run a business. And we've talked before about the percentage of time that marketing should take up in your online business, and it's at least 50%. And once you have an initial product sort of created, run through beta, tested, and you've, you've run a group of people through a product, that should transition to more like 80%. Like this is something that's the biggest part of your business. And I wanna say, I don't say this because I'm trying to put down the actual work that you're doing. I think the actual courses that you're creating and memberships that you're building and products you're putting out into the world are very, very important and they serve people. But we live in a digital age where there's a lot of noise online. There's a lot, like we're bombarded constantly with messaging from all kinds of people and brands. And so therefore your work at this moment of time in history is to set yourself apart. We talked about Essence in a recent podcast episode. It's it's to set yourself apart. And the way you do that is through your branding and marketing. And that's, that's why it's so important. Um, I just, as an aside, maybe this is <laughs> out of left field, but I'm helping my little girl start a company right now. She's five and a half, and it's time for her to take on the entrepreneurial baton and run with it. And we want to have something set up for her for her to sell at the farmer's market on our little island this summer. And so we're building a business like a like bath salts and candles and all that kind of stuff that little kids can work on with you and make into a little company. And it's fun and it's it's to teach her entrepreneurship. But like what I've learned from starting this little business with her is the fact that it's 95% branding and marketing because like anybody can make this stuff in their house. Like all of us have made these things in our house. Like we've all made lip balms and candles and bath salts, right? Like this is people like us do this and it's fun and it's crafty, right? And so the only way people are gonna buy this, besides the fact that she's five, like I think that will help Sandy, right? Like people are gonna buy this because of the packaging and the strategies that we're gonna use on social to sell it. Like that's what the business is. And I think like that's also what your business is. Like you have a core nugget of essence and uniqueness with what you're doing. But if you're hoarding that to yourself and not sharing it with the world, nobody knows about it. And the way that you actually build a profitable, predictable revenue from what you're you're making is by putting it out and putting your time and energy into marketing. And that's that's the way it is. Sometimes it's uncomfortable because you do have to self-promote and that does not come naturally to um, very many people, but that's that's the part that I see people struggling with and failing at, and that's the biggest point of frustration. Is like the sales aren't there, and it's the question is like who knows, wh- who have you told, who who have you, who knows about it? Yeah, and how have you served them? How have you served them? Like right, I mean along the way, yeah. I think that's the other part too. Like you know, this is maybe not a popular thing to say, but if you you know, maybe you're known in your local community. Maybe you're a fantastic yoga teacher or nutritionist or health coach or personal trainer in your town. Awesome. However, nobody else knows about you. Like they don't. Like people outside of your network don't. So your network is obviously the first place you sell to online. And then beyond that, you've got to get good at this other stuff because nobody's going to know that about you. They just can't they can't make it up right in their head. They don't know. And so you have to also be willing to invest the time in producing free content for them so that strangers can get to know, like, and trust you. And you have to make that content really good. And, and the way that I get around this, Sandy, the self-promotion stuff, because I don't like it either. Like, 
I do like to provide value. I like to serve. Like that is in my blood. I love to serve, right? So the way that I can feel good about promoting is by producing, for example, really good content around our blog, um, where our, we have a whole team that works on our blog. Our blog, to me, is I'm very QA focused on that blog. Like if something I don't feel like is valuable, like we don't put out fluff pieces, at least not very often, right? Like those blog posts are researched. They are triple edited. Like people should be able to read a blog post and then go and do something and take action or have learned a pretty significant lesson. Otherwise, we don't put it out. So for us, it's easy to promote those because I just like, hey, go read this. You should read this. This is going to help you, right? Like that's easy to promote. And that's the way for me, I feel good about marketing. You put out enough stuff that serves people and then they want to buy what you sell. That's just the way it works online. Yeah, it's a, it then becomes an equal exchange, right? And that's comfortable. Yeah, and I feel I feel good about promoting it. I mean, and I th- I think for those of you who are just starting out, this is it's hard, right? It's hard to take on starting from nothing and saying like not only do I have to get my product figured out, my niche market figured out, my quintessential client figured out. I've got to figure all those things out. I've got to build my site, I've got to learn videography, I've got to learn how to put together a PDF that looks good. Like, got it. But you also then have to be having this whole other arm, the other 50% plus of your business that is focused on generating marketing materials and then putting them out into the world. And that by marketing materials, that includes your blog, your podcast, your YouTube show, your Facebook live show, whatever it is that you're doing on a regular basis to produce content and attract new people has to be at least half of your time. And it won't work any other way. That is the truth. (laughs) Should we dive into the joy and hustle? Joy and hustle after all that. Yeah, so the hustle for this week, talking about call to action and uh, self-promoting, we have discovered this cool little, what do you call it, is software, little tool for your Instagram feed. So typically on your Instagram account, you can only have one link. And there is a new offering by a company called Linktree, and that will allow you to put multiple links in your in your Instagram account. So you can say, come join my newsletter and come check out my course and come take a look at this, watch this free video. So you can give the students who are looking at your Instagram multiple choices. They have multiple actions they can take, which is very cool. So the, you will find this at, it's called Linktree, and it's linktr.com. E-E. So L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E. Yeah, it's really easy to use too. It's awesome. Okay, and the joy for this week, we wanted to share another like not business related one necessarily. And this is the coolest thing ever. Right in front of my desk, I live on the side of a mountain in a forest on an island, (laughs) which I love. And yet I'm sitting here in basically the basement of my house in front of a computer screen all the time working. And so what I've done is I've installed a clear acrylic bird feeder that has suction cups and I've stuck it to the window in front of my desk so that all day long little critters and birds are coming within a couple feet of my head and I just feel like I'm in the forest while I'm working so it sort of draws me out into my landscape and gives me that sense of forest bathing that we're all going for these days and I love it and if you live in a city or wherever you live you could use this thing it like literally has three little suction cups it sticks to the outside of your window and you just fill it with bird seed and it's pretty cool it is cool. And I think you should tell everyone the cost. It is 
let's see on Amazon, it's about $24.97 as of this moment in US dollars on Amazon and it has over 2,500 five-star reviews. So it's a pretty popular thing. A lot of you probably have already heard of this given how popular it is. I didn't know about it until recently, but I use it now and I love it and, um, and it's a great little joy. Yeah, I love it. Good, okay, that was a big heavy episode. So yes, that was a heavy episode. There's a lot in there. You can find our show notes on our Soulful MBA podcast website. You can also come and talk to us more about this in our free Facebook community if you go to soulful.mba slash Facebook. And we will see you Wednesday for Office Hours. Bye. Bye. Soulful MBA is not just the name of our podcast. It's also the name of our premium business course and community. If you are a wellness entrepreneur who dreams of growing your business online, but you're not clear on your next steps and you wish you had someone to guide you, then we've got something for you. Get Soulful MBA's first syllabus and three free video lessons by heading over to soulful.mba slash sample.